All right, guys, we're back. Um, today I'm with Martin. Um, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, man, it's great to be here. How I'm, you doing? I mean, I'm doing really good. Doing really well. It's been an exciting last few weeks. It's good to get back in here. I'm ex- I'm stoked to sit across from you. Likewise. Yeah. This is uh, this is our first time doing this, so it should be interesting. And yeah. Actually, Martin is going into the topic today blind, so we'll kind of uh, we'll kind of get to have fun with that. And the <clears throat> so bringing that into that, I think that. I'm excited to do this with you because you're a business owner, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked pretty extensively in the group about what Christ-centeredness looks like in business, mm. and and the difference between uh, running running something and and making your means by uh, anything otherwise, you know, anything outside of Christ, and what mm-hmm. that kind of looks like when you center yourself on Christ and start to learn those values. So, yeah, what do you think? Um, when did you figure that out, and okay. how has that worked for you? Yeah, I like the question, and I like how you framed uh, business ownership from the Christ-centered position. Sure. And I think that actually registers uh, really close to my heart. Mm. Um, When I think about, uh, you listen to a sermon about landowners, Mm. and I like how Jesus phrases that, where he's saying land ownership Mm. is a needed good thing. Mm. And there's got to be people who are willing to to really go for it, right? To step into their kingship and and own and produce and create and provide, mm. right? I mean, that's yeah. kingship model right there. Absolutely. And then on top of that is leaving those edges, right? Now the question that I yeah, struggled with, point. yeah, early on in in my ownership of a business was, well, well, number one, am I even leaving edges, or am I trying to take all that for myself? As if that was the outcome of my my whole business ownership. Like right. I get to have all this too. Awesome. Right. It's all about me. But mm. when you frame that as a Christ centered, like yes, you create, provide, you do that as owner, but then you also have this other thing that you get to do. Mm. And when I say it like that, I'm saying you get to create and produce and provide, but you also do that for your customers, certainly, but now to impact your kingdom. Right. And that's Christ-centered. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a cool point too. And and the common theme, um, I have a, a little bit different but very similar view. Um, but I think the common the common theme there is that you're serving others, mm-hmm. and and it's it's never about what can I take, but rather what can I give. I love that quote. I don't know if it was I think it was JFK. Ask not what you can do for your country, but what it, or ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Yeah. Um. So yeah, kind of kind of the same thing. What what I was kind of thinking with it too, um, obviously you need to serve others, but personally, so I don't own a business, but I'm um, I manage my my family business with mm-hmm. my dad, so um, I've got a lot of room to work there and kind of experiment and and become my own in that, and it's been a really awesome learning experience for me, and and the thing that I love most about that is that we share the exact same mindset on this, um, he, he and I, and, and what I've really learned the past couple years doing it, um, what he's helped me to see and, and what I've learned kind of, you know, through God as well is that when, when you, when you think like that and when nothing you're doing is about anything else except the best interest of the customer, mm-hmm. you can't lose, you right. can't lose. And, and our business, um, it's a roofing company. We are a hundred percent referral. So all of our business comes from word of mouth, um, insurance agents, real estate agents, people that we did their roof and they told their mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we do, we do pretty well just doing that. But 
you can never make it to that point unless you're just focused on the customer. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's kind of what you're what you're what you're saying as well. Yeah, because it it re- demands of you to be in a Christ center position, which is you take what you what you need to do and you flow out from you to right. your kingdom. Right. And that the only way that that works then is by the the background of your intention. Right. What was it that you're actually Absolutely. trying to do? Yep, your heart. Because you can like there are some um, I'm sure there's a plethora of businesses out there that will say that as a boilerplate. Sure. And we'll we'll do that, but they're always doing it in this manipulation model. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to do things and create systems to get a feedback, so they can justify their actions. Right. Yeah. The uh, so the the seventy five hard program, um, the guy who made that, so Andy Frisella, he he once said this this thing on his podcast. So runs a, a hundred million million dollar company, super super successful with that, and uh, might actually even be more. But he said this thing one time that I never forgot, and basically he was talking about when his company was early on and he's hiring employees and someone calls. It's a vitamin shopper. It's like a supplement store. Mm-hmm. And someone calls early on and is asking for uh, – they got the wrong number, um, and they were asking what kind of brake pads they need. Oh, And sure. uh, the, the guy who answered the, you know, the receptionist was like, oh, sorry, you know, this is first form. We don't, we don't do brakes. Sorry. And, and he saw it, and he immediately is like – Call them back right now. Get on your computer and figure out what brake pads they need. And he did. And, you know, that guy will be a customer for life. But e- even if he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, you're not having to manipulate anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and chances are that he is going to be and tell everyone he knows how awesome this company is. And, you know, the story is the story goes on from there. So it's a cool yeah. way to do business. It's exciting. Yeah. And I like this because your, your original question is what does it mean to be a Christ-centered business owner? Right. And how does that differentiate or look different than – just a business owner who's into it for good reasons. Right. Okay. There's there's a difference there. Mm. Certainly, there's an intention. You can't justify why you have a good reason. Mm. But when you're Christ-centered, you're going to do things based on this one reason. Right. And it's important to just to call back to being Christ-centered means you're not choosing to prioritize what you do and why you do it. Because there's this one thing that Christ wants me to do, mm. or if I believe in Christ, I should do this thing. Mm. You're not prioritizing this one decision among other good business model decisions. Yeah. You're centered so you know without even thinking about right. it. Now that brings us to our conscious model. Mm. You are consciously competent, and then you become unconsciously competent in being Christ-centered in your thoughts, in your actions, right. and your behaviors as a business owner. Right. So you don't have to do as much, um, like, calculations to your decisions. Right. You just know, boom, I'm flowing. I love that. And now yeah. you can respond really productively with a customer. Hmm. Creating God know. gaps. Yeah, that's 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 a really good way to put it. Yeah. Um, the competency model just comes into everything. It does. It really does because you, even even if you start off consciously incompetent or mm-hmm. consciously competent, which yeah, consciously competent, yeah, you're still doing better, you mm-hmm. know, because you're still choosing to make decisions that are following that model. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, the goal is to become unconscious in it. Yeah, and just keep, just keep moving yourself there. Right. And when I think about a business owner um, who's, uh, let's go worst case scenario, mm. you got a business owner who is new to Christ, mm. and they've built a whole mechanism of doing it in this other way. This right. One of these other models is going to sit there. Hmm. And you've got this person who now is saying, holy cow, I want to be Christ-centered. I've given my life to Christ. I know what Christ has done for me. 
but how am I going to make my business align with this new me? Right. So you're going to have some tension there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, I think that's the hardest place to be hmm. when you've been successful this other way. Hmm. And you figure out a way to make it work financially. Right. And then you're going to have this thought that if I become in business like I am in my spiritual life, Christ-centered, am I going to lose everything? So touching on that, because um, obviously anyone who who wants to maybe take a path like that that's more entrepreneurial, um, the finances go through the mind, the option of failure, and or not option, but maybe outcome of failure. So, yeah. I mean, what do you say to that? What's what's the process looked like for you when you've created those gaps? Yep. Um, so using my current kingship language now, it is that legacy-minded. That's the first anchor. Hmm. So now when I would uh, talk to anybody getting into business for themselves is just to simply recognize, number one, you know, what's your why? What's your vision for mm. the thing that you want to do? Yeah. Right? Make sure you know what that big thing is because that big vision is how are you going to impact the world mm. at the largest scale you can. Mm. All right, define the vision, understand that. And then know that when you go, when you decide to go all in, you're going to play a much longer game than all of your peers are mm. going to tell you to play. So patience. Patience. And then just, you, it's just about having that trust that, if you've defined this big thing that you want to do and you have a good reason why it is that you can connect to a God gap, mm. when I can do this in this kind of a industry, I can impact so many people. Mm. I'm going to use a friend, Damon, as an example. Uh, he, PhD, could have made a ton of money doing this one thing, but he's like, I, I really want to teach. Mm. And he had no idea how he was going to do that. That was his God gap. Yeah, But he knew he wanted to teach a lot of people the thing that he loved, mm. fair enough. He went through this legacy-minded thing where he's like, I want to teach people so that they can make a big impact in the world. Mm. And it just took him a while and right. a lot of unexpected turns. So what I want to answer your question then is, what would I say to somebody? Mm. Well, have a legacy-minded view on what you're doing because that allows you to course correct and you can be wildly off from what you thought you wanted. Right. And you can let it become very clear. One of the guys in our cohort, uh, he's like, I have an idea of what my horizon looks like, but it's not clear yet. Right. If it's big enough, it doesn't matter. Right. As you approach it. Yeah. Now you'll decide. Taking a step. Yeah. I'm going to do more industrial flat roof. Right. Because that's my jam. But I kind of thought I wanted to do residential. Right. But that isn't really my jam anymore. Right. If you keep it, if you keep your business focus so close in these measurable goals, your profit and loss for 2020. Maybe you need to do that to get a loan for something, mm. but that's not your goal. Yeah, Your goal must be much longer mm. off so you can course correct when the real opportunities show up. Yeah, that's a, I love that. That's it's obviously worked, you know, for you, and it's it's good. It's good to see. Um, it's it's really inspiring to me um, to watch some of the things that you do with that. So, and then back to this, just your your original question, Christ centered. What does that mean? Mm. It means you're willing to put. All on the line. Hmm. And you can have any emotion you want when you do that, right? Like what we said about anxiety. I can have anxiety, but I'm still going to do this. Sure. Or I can experience fear and uncertainty. Totally fine. That's a natural reaction in my right. body. I'm still going forward. Yeah. I'm going all in with my necessity. Because as a landowner, I need to create, provide, produce. Got to leave my corners. I can't do that if I'm too worried about losing my corners. Yeah. Necessity. I love it. 
Well, thank you. I, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because it gets me, it gets me excited. I don't know. I think once you, once you realize that, that shift in, in service and, and, uh, um, keeping your corners open and, and all that good stuff and, and just leading a business f- focused on Christ. It's, it's so awesome. And, you know, right now we go through seasons where it's, it's really slow. Um, but you know, it's, it's never a doubt. It's never a doubt that business is going to come and we're just going to keep on trusting God and creating those God gaps. So thanks you for it. your input and, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Awesome. Good to see you. Bye.